footsteps of Jesus from down under. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy to be with you today and please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. I would like to introduce to you a humble man of God. I'm sitting here in Fink, in the central of Australia, with Pastor Don Felberg. And I would like him to tell us a story and his walk with Jesus. In the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Pastor Don, welcome to our program. Thank you, Nick. It's a pleasure to be able to chat with you this evening. God is doing some wonderful things here in the centre of Australia. Just in the last few weeks, I've had the privilege of being involved in an amazing story, and I'd be happy to share it with you, Nick. We've really been humbled as we've seen the way the Spirit of God is working in the hearts and the lives of Aboriginal people. Maybe before I tell the story, I should say that I'm the senior remote pastor for Aboriginal ministry for Australia, and as such, I spend most of the year travelling in the remote areas of Western Australia, Northern Territory, and South Australia, particularly ministering to Aboriginal people and encouraging them to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. And um, the Lord is, is, as I've said, doing, doing amazing things. I'm also involved with um, Mamarafa College, the Mamarafa College liaison officer, and so a lot of my time is spent helping prospective students with their application forms to Mamarafa, and also in helping them sort out their ab study so that they're able to travel to Mamarafa College. And this year, Nick, you'll be interested to know that we've had the biggest number that have ever gone to Mamarafa College. The college started in 1997, but this year we've had the biggest enrolments since the college started. And so uh, many people come from all around Australia simply to get to know Jesus better and to learn more about the Bible. That's the reason most come. And, and also to learn so that they can share with other people the truths of the Bible. And so it's, um, it's a thrilling work working with our Aboriginal people. And Nick, you'll be interested to know that 80% of the Aboriginal people of Australia claim to be Christians. And so when I go to visit people in the communities and share with them, I don't have to prove to them that the Bible is God's word. They already believe that. I don't have to prove to them that Jesus is our saviour. Most of them believe that. And most of them have a real respect for God and for prayer. And uh, and so they ask us to pray for them and... Uh, and it's and so it's a real privilege to be able to do that. That's very very good, Pastor Don. I just uh, would like you to share with us a bit of um, your last involvement in a ministry. Where was that? Um, At Mankata Community. Yes. And yes. you've been there for, uh, for a couple of weeks or so? Yes. Um, Mankata Community is just a small community of 11 homes, uh, about 75 kilometres south of Tennant Creek. Now, Tennant Creek is in the very centre of the Northern Territory. 
The story started a couple of years ago where one of the men there in the community by the name of Lance Dougie had a strong impression, almost like a voice spoke to him saying, read the Bible, read the Ten Commandments. And so he read them and he thought, you know, we're not really following the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments say the seventh day is the Sabbath and we're worshipping on Sunday. Anyway, he, he felt there was something that wasn't quite right, but he didn't quite know what to do because everybody that he knew went to church on Sunday. Mm. So anyway, he, he, he just thought about it and then a little while later his brother-in-law and his wife and little boy were sitting on the side of the road up near Tennant Creek just waiting for somebody and this vehicle drove past and then they turned around and came back and the man got out, a man by the name of Stan Jones, and he said to this Aboriginal man sitting there with his family, he said, would you like a Bible story colouring in book for the little boy? Oh, yes, they said, thank you very much. And, and the Aboriginal man said to Stan Jones, what do you do? He said, we're country gospel singers. We're travelling around Australia just singing about Jesus. And so the man who was sitting down was Simon Moore and he said, would you like to come back to our community and sing for us? And so Stan and his wife Alison and the family, they turned around and they went down to Mankata. They spent two or three days there. They put on a concert for the community and then they shared with them uh, a Bible study, shared about the Sabbath, and Simon was thinking, oh, I don't know whether this is good teaching. You know, we have been taught to go to church on Sunday. That's the day when everybody worships. And this is a bit strange teaching this man is giving us. But they could see that it was in the Bible. And so that got them really thinking. And a little while after that, Simon had a dream and at four o'clock in the morning he was he woke up and in the dream, I should say, he was told to read Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8. And so when he woke up he thought, I better look for my Bible and look up Exodus 20 and verse 8, see what it is. And he looked it up and it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And he thought, God is telling us that we need to keep his Sabbath, what that man was telling us about and showing us from the Bible, God is telling us that we should follow this. Mm. And so after a little bit he shared with his brother-in-law Lance Dougie and said, I just want to tell you what I've been studying and God has spoken to me and told me we need to be keeping the Sabbath, which is the seventh day, which is the day we've labelled Saturday. And Lance said, you know, I've been feeling convicted the same way because I was directed to read the commandments and I, I felt we're not doing the right thing either. And so these two men, uh, they decided that uh, they should be having Sabbath services. They did other study. They met some other people along the way um, that shared with them. But 
They came to the place where they decided they would not have any more Sunday services in the community. They would have Sabbath services. Wonderful. And I remember uh, going there to that community. I'd only met them once before. And uh, when I got there, I spent the weekend there and I said, Now, what would you like me to share with you at a meeting? Because they wanted to have a meeting. I said, What would you like me to share? They said, we'd like you to share about the second coming of Jesus and the Sabbath. Tell us more about those things. And this is the first time I'd held meetings in this community. Now, normally, when I visit with people, I like to let them know that I'm a Christian. I like to, to preach to them about Jesus and to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and I like them to know that we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. I like to establish these things with people first before I share with them about the Sabbath. Because why would you want to keep the Sabbath unless you knew Jesus as your Saviour? Unless you wanted to build a relationship with him. You see, one of the purposes of the Sabbath is to give us time to get to know Jesus. And so I like to, to talk about Jesus and how to be saved and, and all of that before I get to some of these um, teachings of Jesus like the Sabbath. But seeing they ask, I shared. And uh, we, I took three meetings. I preached on the certainty of Christ's coming. I preached on how Christ will come. And then on the Saturday night, most of the community were there and I preached on the Sabbath and they all just nodded as much as to say, well, that all makes sense. I mean, we, that's right. Nobody in the community seemed to object. They all agreed. Mm. And so, as I said, they, they had these Sabbath meetings and then they said to me, we'd like you to come as the guest speaker for our Easter rally. That's 2016, this Easter just passed. Mm. And so I decided to go and, um, and then we, we had a wonderful time with them over... Easter, just having Bible studies and sharing. We had Friday night, Sabbath morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, you know. And then I said to them, look, I'm happy to stay on for two weeks and share with you the major teachings of the Bible, full picture programs explaining the Bible's major teachings. And they were happy for that, so every night we had a meeting there at that community. And by the end of that, uh, we had uh, over 20 of them that had made a decision that they wanted to prepare for baptism. They wanted to make a commitment to what they had, uh, to the Lord Jesus and uh, what they had been learning from the Bible. And uh, so I decided to stay on for another couple of weeks. We didn't hold meetings every night for those next two weeks, but we held quite a few more meetings and we shared with them some more of the teachings of the Bible. And then on the 23rd of April, we baptised the first seven people from that community. Older folk, younger folk, these two leaders, Simon and Lance, they were in that baptism along with their wives. And um, by the way, we said to their wives, when your husbands discovered the Sabbath, you know, they were given the dream and so on, what did you think about this? How did you react to this? 
and they pa- simply said it was in the Bible. Pastor Don, I was just going to ask that question about the dreams because uh, um, I know that Aboriginal people they have a lot of dreams True. and uh, they understand a lot of things uh, yes. how God speaks to them through dreams Yes, and I think that's very important for the culture uh, just before uh, you'll share a little bit more about this uh, we are going to take a short break and we'll come back to just continue this uh, wonderful story very good Welcome back. You are listening to In the Footsteps of Jesus from Down Under with Pastor Don Folberg. Pastor Don, you sharing with us a wonderful story and um, the result of um, being involved with the community. And you just said a bit earlier that uh, after holding some meetings there uh, and some decision was made by the people who participate to the meetings, you decided to stay a bit longer there. Tell yes. me a little bit more about that. Yes, we stayed on a little longer and uh, ran some more meetings, sharing with them more of the Bible's teachings. And as the result, we had seven people who were ready to make a commitment to be baptized. And I talked to some of them, and um, one young man, 17, I talked to him and said, I know you've made the decision, but are you ready to be baptized in, a, in, you know, in, a, in this next baptism? And he said, I just want to be inside that new Jerusalem, he said. Mm. And uh, that's so wonderful to hear a young man. That young man, Alvino Anderson, uh, came to almost all of the meetings. And as I said to him, you're doing what the Bible says. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. It's really lovely to see young people mm. eager to hear God's Word. His grandmother was baptized in the same baptism. She said, I've been baptized before, but can I be baptized again? I've discovered new teachings and I'm happy to follow them, and I'd like to make a fresh start. And so just like the people in Acts chapter 19 who heard new things from the Apostle Paul and were rebaptized, 
So it was fitting that this lady be rebaptized. This senior lady, again loving Jesus and wanting to follow him. Another lady that was baptized, Joanne um, Rankin, she said um, she was happy to be baptized and she's also planning to go to Mama Ruffa College, the Adventist Church's Bible Training College in Perth. She wants to go next year. And she said, you know, ever since I was a teenager, I've been wanting to go to Bible College. I heard about Bible College and I've been wanting to go. And isn't that wonderful that she's planning to go? So anyway, we had these seven people that were uh, ready for baptism and so we went and selected a site in the McLaren River, 25, uh, 25 kilometres from the community. We went along this dirt track, this dusty track, and uh, the river is not flowing at this time of the year, but there was quite a long section of water in the river, and uh, it was just a beautiful setting. We went out into the middle of the river, Pastor David Gilmore, the Adventist Church's Alice Springs and Tennant Creek pastor, he was with me, and so we um, we went out into the middle of the river, and the whole seven people all of the seven people followed us out and there was a big line of us there in the river and there we baptized each one in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, each one making a fresh commitment to the Lord Jesus and to, to follow him and to follow all to follow in his footsteps, to follow all the teachings that they'd been learning from his word. Seven were baptized, but you know, Nick... There's uh, there's there's a whole mob more. There's a good number more that are preparing for baptism and and uh, looking forward to being in the next baptism. Some of them have a little more preparation to do and sorting a few things out in their lives, but they're looking forward to being in another in the next baptism. That's wonderful. By the way, we've got two volunteers, uh, volunteer pastor at uh, Tennant Creek, Martin. Tanner and his wife Michelle, they're coming down every uh, twice a week to Mankata running the Prophecy Seminar. It's a series of Bible studies that deal with all of the major prophecies of the books of Daniel and Revelation as well as all of the major teachings of the Bible. And so they're going through those with the people uh, twice a week. And really there's more to the story because one of the men from Mankata uh, he's from another community nearby and now Marty and Michelle are going there uh, studying with the people there every week too and and the whole community, they're coming together to study the Word of God. So the Holy Spirit is working and, and people are responding and it's it's thrilling to be a part of God's work. I said to Pastor David Gilmore, when we were there at Mankata, I said, I'm humbled to be here with these people who just love Jesus, and if it's in the Bible, they're happy to follow it. You are involved with um, this ministry with Aboriginal people for a number of years. Yes. And how do you see the advancement of God's work among Aboriginal people in these days? Oh, more and more people are, are responding to the call of Jesus, and um, they want to be ready for the second coming of Jesus. They believe that 
the second coming is coming soon. And and uh, many of them have had dreams about it. There's, there's one man in Jigalong who had a dream about the second coming of Jesus and he was sharing it with some people from another community and and as he was sharing his dream, the, the man, a man from the other community said, I can tell you the rest of the dream because God gave me the same dream. Mm. And so many of them are looking for the coming of Jesus and they're wanting to know more about the Bible. That's mm. why we've got such a big mob of people wanting to come to Mama Rafa College, why it's such an attraction. You know, uh, in these days, um, lots of people are not interested, interested in... Um, uh, God and the second coming of mm. Jesus. Mm. Why do you think the Aboriginal people like this uh, um, topic more than others? Maybe, uh, or how should I say mm. this? Um, is their favorite uh, subject? Oh, it is. The second coming is is a favorite topic. I've been to communities and they just want me to preach about it night after night. They'll say, preach it again. Tell us again that story about Jesus coming with all the angels, coming to gather us home. And, you know, I think many of our Aboriginal people, they struggle with big issues. The government's not able to fix up their problems. No human leader can fix up their problems. They know their only answer is Jesus. And uh, to hear about the fact that Jesus is going to come back again and take us to a world where there'll be no more pain and no more tears, no more death, that holds a real attraction to them and they're looking forward to, to that wonderful day. They know that no government, no humans, no doctors can bring that sort of situation about only Jesus. I was going to ask that, that do you reckon they understand better this than many other people because they are not so hooked on to say so with this uh, world and uh, promises and uh, yeah nick it's it, it's so true they they're much more open to the things of god we in fact when someone gets sick they would like the minister to pray for them more important than going seeing the doctor going seeing the doctor is second but praying to God is number one we've seen people in the clinic here in Fink uh, they've been taken down there they're sick and they'll come and find us if we're here rush us in and tell the nurses to sort of <laughs> stand aside for a minute or two while we pray for the person you know to them Prayer is so important. God is the one that heals. God is the one that restores. And that's true, isn't it? The doctors, we appreciate their work, but they're only cooperating with what God does. God is the great healer, isn't mm. he? You know? That's so true. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so good, Pastor um, Don. We are coming to uh, close to our program. Uh, and... Uh, I'm so glad that uh, we had uh, a chance to to catch up in this uh, busy day, which mm. we, we've been through a very busy day, which I would like you just to have some remarks about uh, the day we spent here in Fink, because it was a, uh, as somebody said a bit earlier, it was like a historical day for yes, uh, many. Why was that? 
We were very privileged today to have the world president of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, Pastor Ted Wilson and his wife, come here and uh, visit us at the Fink. It's the only, he's on tour through Australia for a few days and uh, we are privileged that he came here to Fink. It's the only Aboriginal community in Australia that he visited on this trip. And he came and shared with us a message to encourage us and to share with us what God is doing in other parts of the world, how people are responding by the thousands to the call of Jesus. And uh, I think it's the folk here, our Aboriginal folk here, were very happy to think that our world leader would think enough of them to come and to visit with them and, and pray for them and share a message with them. Mm. And myself, I was very impressed with the message and uh, just hearing from uh, uh, Pastor Ted Wilson that uh, we are here for uh, each other, to mm. to help each other to work together yes. and to advance the uh, work of God uh, mm. for these days we live in because the coming of Jesus Christ is near, but we need to be prepared for that sure. event. That's right. And I think the the community here they just uh, appreciated uh, yes very uh, that much message so. and uh, so do we. Mm. Um, yes, again, thank you very much, and may God bless you, Pastor Don, as you go along visiting with um, communities all around Australia, and um, I know that you've got uh, lots of experience uh, with this ministry, and I pray that you'll uh, be able to make a big impact among the people and as you as you are a, a, a humble tool in God's hands as I mentioned with earlier in the program I would like to just pray for you thank that you God will uh, will be with you and will use you in his mighty way thank you Nick all God's blessings to you and your wife and um, I hope that we'll have another chance to catch up with some other stories mm. until then all the best to you and say hello to all the people around Australia where you're going. Thank you, and lovely to be able to share uh, with you, Nick, and God bless in your ministry as you encourage people to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in with us. Until we meet again, remember to always follow in the footsteps of Jesus. If you'd like to contact us, don't hesitate to call us on 0401 305 077 or email us on eoncreta at yahoo.com. That's I-O-N-C-R-E-T-A at yahoo.com.